the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. That's the uh, Holy Week edition of The Ride Home. Happy that you're with us here today, this uh, this Monday. And uh, we've got a big lineup for you today and throughout the week for Holy Week. So thank you so much for being along. And uh, it's a different journey we're traveling for. I, sure is. I love Holy Week, Kath. It's, it's my favorite week of the year. I know it, really it is. is. I know it is. Really appreciate it. So I think it's terrific as well. How are things with you? Well, they're fine. I have to be honest with you. I'm having a little bit of a technological issue. And the right reason now? is, well, yeah, just while, while we're, you know, doing the show here. Um, that is that, um, you know, we do it a top for it for mm. each day. Yeah, and news. you know how sometimes, well, you know, my commitment to using, to recycling paper. <laughs> You know, I refuse to throw a piece of paper away until I've yep. printed it on both sides. Yep. And well, well there's just there's one point in the in the top four today where I've mm. clearly printed on the wrong side. And so all of a sudden I was looking at this right as we were going to air saying, I, I can't read that. Right. I can't read that. Okay. So this doesn't happen in big time newsrooms. No, I right? don't think I mean, it does happen in big they're time. They're not worried newsrooms. about this, you know, on the Tucker Carlson show or right. not. Uh, checking anybody out i mean heck they didn't even do this on the mary tyler moore show for goodness sake which is hard to believe okay. because if anyone if there's anyone who's you know whose position i'd like to follow in or footsteps i'd like to follow in it's mary tyler moore right so the top four today will be kind of like no no i got it mumbles. no no I've, I've got it i've got i've got i found it in digital form so i've got an analog and a digital copy and darn it i'm ready to go very good all right well look uh it is a monday and it's the start of the week as i said aforementioned holy week but we always like to take a look at the news so kath as you do Please give us the top four at four. Yes, I will. For Monday, March 29th, 2021. Number one, former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin's trial began today. Chauvin faces three charges, including second degree murder in the death of George Floyd, who died May 25th after Chauvin, a 19 year veteran of the department, pressed his knee into Floyd's neck for several minutes. The nearly nine-minute video of Floyd's death in which he can repeatedly be heard saying, I can't breathe, led to global protests last year against police brutality. Pray Number two. Peace. Pray for peace. The container ship, it's out. Boom. Yep. You've probably heard by now that the Ever Given, lodged sideways in the Suez Canal since last Tuesday, has been freed and is moving north to an anchor point, paving the way to open the critical waterway and end days of global supply delays. Mm -hmm. Now, according to the Wall Street Journal, salvagers made significant progress last Friday after freeing the rudder and turning on the ship's engines. Efforts continued throughout the weekend and engineers raced to finish the job after partially refloating the ship at dawn, taking advantage of an unusually high tide to make the job easier. Tugboats helped pull the vessel out from the side of the canal where it had been stuck before straightening its heading. It is as yet unclear when the waterway will reopen to traffic. 
over 360 vessels are waiting to pass through the canal. So no pressure. Okay, don't worry about it. Take all the time you need. I was wondering where my gourmet sausages were. Well, I'm it's if they were stuck in the uh, Panama Canal. I think Canal. it is. It's going to be a couple weeks for you. All right, uh, you'll hold. Number three, a 1.3 mile stretch along the Mon in Hazelwood could become a destination for people to enjoy a riverfront plaza, floating pool, boat docks, trails, play areas, and more. On the Mon? Yes, I'm serious. The trip is reporting that the property once housed a Coke Works and Rolling Mill, first operated by Jones and Lachlan and later LTV Steel. The mills closed back in 98, and the property, now known as Mill 19, includes CMU's Manufacturing Futures Initiative and Advanced Robotics for Manufacturing. The Riverfront Plaza plans include a boat marina, a canoe kayak launch, floating patios and walkways, and a possible floating pool. Yes along with a variety of other recreational options. I like this. Look, we have all this opportunity, the three rivers, and I don't think we exploit them enough here in the city of Pittsburgh. I think we should exploit them more, and I mean that in a good way. Not in the way we did for all those decades when it was bad. Exploit them. You mean dump toxic minerals and chemicals? (laughs) I think we shouldn't do that. All right. All right. And number four, the New York Islanders visit the Pens tonight at PPG Paints Arena. The Islanders are in second place in the Eastern Division to the Pens third place and are 8-3-0 in their last 11, but that includes the 6-3 loss to the Pens on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. The Pens are 8-2-3 in the last 13 games overall against the Islanders, so that's got to make you feel good. Yep. Puck drops tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern, plus there's basketball on, and that is your top four. Oh, very nice. Okay, so we are still, and I believe this is, uh, is today opening day of MLB? I mean, now, is it? I think it might be. If it's not today, it's tomorrow. I'm not t- t- wow, you know, I, I'm, I, how, how, I'm upset that I did not know that. Yeah, I, my disconnection from it all. Yeah, did you watch any basketball over the weekend? I mean, you know, this was the. You know uh, what? I have to be honest. As you know, John, my husband got very sick over the weekend mm-hmm. and I did not watch anything. Didn't you? So, no. So I was just kind of, you know, doing. Disinf- house the weekend. We, yeah. we were concerned my husband had COVID. So I was doing like the whole disinfection thing and getting vitamins and, you know, right. paper yeah. towels and you name it. You returned those Lysol tanks that you were, you know, vaporizing <laughs> right. the entire. Right. Happy to say my husband area. was negative for COVID. So go, go. That yes. Bring it. Nice. Thursday, bring April 1st is the, open, is the opening day for MLB. Okay. okay. Thank you, Mike. What's today? Today? All right. Yeah, today's the 29th, John. I look forward to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was talking to Mike before we came on. So, you ever you ever get like a scratch on your? your I, I just have an itch that I can't grab onto here. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And one of our coworkers, uh, you know, I I do admire the guy because he has such freedom of um uh, of uh his workplace. He's got his own back scratcher. That's when you know you've arrived. When in, you've in got when you've got an office that includes a back scratcher. A you walk around, you know, you see him occasionally. I, I do miss him. I, you know, I, cause we've been broadcasting from home. I, I miss my coworker there with his back scratcher. Mm-hmm. I could like to borrow it right now, quite honestly. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're going to have, you know what? You could ask your dog to help. And the reason hey. I bring up your dog is it's Gussie's birthday. Oh my goodness gracious. That Okay. Sitting right next to me here in the spare room, lying next to me is a uh, Gussie. He is my uh, cardigan Welsh Corgi. Now, Gussie came to us because we have friends who had two corgis, two males, that didn't get along. And uh, one day, many, many years ago, I, I was trying to think about this today. Was, this, uh, was, Gussie, was Gussie one or two? He may have been two years old. 
And we got an email from a friend saying, I've got these corgis. They don't get along. Would someone like one? Boom. I sent that to, I forwarded that to my wife and I was like, can we take this dog? And she was like, I'm okay. If you're okay. I came home that night with that dog, with that Gussie. And here he is 15 years old today. He's pretty much deaf, pretty much blind. He sleeps maybe 90% of the day, but doggone it. He's still here and I love him. So go Gussie. Gussie. He's doing good. One of the greatest dogs I've ever known. Happy birthday. His legs does are he like, have a, Does he have a full name? Uh, uh, well, you know, his, his birth name, if there's such a thing, was Cookie. And, mm. yeah, there is a, you know, he, you know how those dogs. Listen, this is not me. This is like a fancy schmancy dog. You know, it's like one of those. You know, I know. Registered for me. Mm. I mean, he's Gus. I got nothing else. I don't have papers or anything like that. Okay. No, I just. It just came my way. So he's not a dog that has like four names, like no. you know, important people do, or like no. royalty where they have like you know six names. No, it's not like the guy who works here with the back scratcher who had my dog and I had his dog at one point. No, we found that dog on the street. That was and that's great. a whole other story. Anyway, aren't you glad you tuned in for that mess? Oh, Take a quick break. God. Come back as we always do. Let's go to the White House. Greg Clugston from SRN News joins us in a few minutes to bring us up to date of the goings on in and around the nation's capital. The Monday edition of the Ride Home with John and Kathy, Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, Word FM. WORD. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I am your number one fan. That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. A heart attack? He was 47. What about Janice and the kids? Do they have life insurance? No. Call Select Quote now and get the insurance your family needs at a price you can afford. In minutes, Select Quote found John 45 in excellent health, a $500,000 policy for only $29 a month. And his wife Anne 43 in excellent health, a $500,000 policy for only $21 a month. At Select Quote, we comparison shop some of the most trusted insurance companies in America to find you the best rate in minutes. And it's free. For your free quote, call 1-800-644-1331. That's 1-800-644-1331. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-644-1331. Select quote. We shop. You save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. My best friend is blessed with three kids and a big house. All the kids have their own rooms, but recently, life in that big old house has been different. In an effort to solve kid boredom, my friend bought one of those massive blue tarps and created a full room tent in the spare bedroom. They put each of the kids' mattresses under the tent in the shape of a T. And every night, for now five weeks, the kids have slept with their heads feet apart instead of rooms apart. He says they've never been closer. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And when I see a home, I can't help but see interest rates, escrows, and trying to help listeners pay the least amount possible. But for me, that story was a needed reminder that it doesn't matter whether our homes are big or small. It only matters whether we're willing to enjoy the little things that God gave us today, like a tarp tent. If you happen to be looking for a new place to put up a tarp of your own, 
We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. For cancer patients, being a survivor doesn't begin at remission. It begins at diagnosis. Word FM presents Survivor Stories. Stories of hope, of faith, and courage. In the words of patients and caregivers who are living through cancer together. Share your story at wordfm.com. Survivor Stories. Sponsored in part by Young Adult Survivors United and Geneva College. Details at wordfm.com. SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clugston joins us. Greg, that is quite an entrance. Thanks for being with us today. Much going on in the nation's capital. It's very official sounding. Hi, John. Hi, Kathy. Good to be here. Nothing if not official. All right, Greg. So let's go back to last Thursday because it was the very first time that uh, President Biden succumbed to a news conference. Is that the appropriate verbiage? <laughs> might be the way. Might be the way he was looking at it. Um, so tell us how it went. What did we learn, first of all, policy-wise, and did we learn anything more about the man himself? I would say not a lot new on policy. There was a lot of ground that was, you know, gone over on on various subjects. Whether you're talking about the border issue, whether you're talking about race relations, uh, some of the other other policy items that have come up and. What was interesting is coronavirus didn't really come up during during the news conference at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but there wasn't a lot brand new. What was always what's always interesting is to see a new president in this kind of a format. Yeah, uh, because it's not it's not that the president hasn't taken questions over the last couple of months in office. He often just will do it at the end of an event or on his way in or out of the White House. And they're often just very short quick answers and responses. And what this formal format allows, in in this case, the setting of the East Room, is is some some back and forth, some follow-ups from reporters and to kind of dive a little bit deeper on some of these uh, some of these topics. In terms of what we learned, we learned that uh, Joe Biden intends to, and it's probably already started and he's carrying it out, he intends to be pretty disciplined in rolling out his policy initiatives. For example, he was asked a lot about gun control after those two mass shootings in the last couple of weeks. And he said, you know, th- there's going to come a time when I'll, I'll put something forward, even though there are a lot of Democrats right now clamoring in the aftermath of those shootings to act quickly. But he's he's saying, I've got a plan and I'm going to move forward and infrastructure's next and then health care and child care and education. And we'll get to it when we get to it. So he seems to be very uh, disciplined when it comes to the timing of how he wants to roll out his agenda. What struck me, I think, initially about the press conference, Greg, was that instead of it sort of being a, um, you know, the prototypical sort of free for all where there, you know, were reporters shouting out questions, this was a very genteel where it looked as though the president himself had, you know, a numbered sheet in front of him with questions that were prearranged. And then the president just kind of went down slowly one to the other um, can you talk about that? Is this unusual or is this something that's, you know, brand new now for the, the Biden White House? Well, it's new in recent years. We didn't really see Donald Trump use that approach or have a have a checklist in front of him. Or if he did, he really didn't refer to it very much that we could tell. But past presidents have done it. Um, Obama, as, also, as well as George W. Bush, they would often have a list of uh, some news outlets that they wanted to make sure they were included for whatever reason. Maybe okay. it was for the variety of having 
newspapers and magazines and TV, hopefully at least one radio question. We didn't get a radio network uh, called on last week. Uh, so there, there may be different reasons why presidents and administrations will have those lists, but we haven't seen it in a few years. What was a little bit unusual is that it, it, it appeared that Joe Biden also had some additional notes and paperwork there that he referred to on some answers um, it, that provided some details maybe that he wanted to make sure he included, but uh, on questions that he anticipated. But he was he was pressed, especially on the border issue and and whether or not the White House is is being forthcoming enough and allowing media access to the to the border and those facilities. Uh, so he was pressed, but I would agree that the genteel was a good way to, to describe it. Yeah. We're talking to Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. Um, let's talk about, uh, you know, a really unfortunate development that we see is that COVID cases nationwide are rising. We have a, a tracker on our phones. You might have one for your area as well that, you know, tells us on a daily basis what our numbers are. And today they were about double what they were four weeks ago. Right. So three times a week, the White House holds a COVID briefing and we get updates from Dr. Anthony Fauci, as well as Dr. Rochelle Walensky, who's the head of the CDC. And today she announced that nationwide cases are up uh, 10 percent over wow. the last seven day period of, of, of data. And and also not not at that quite that level, but uh, hospitalizations are also rising as well as deaths. And now this is nationwide. So. It was really striking today because the CDC director, Dr. Walensky, got pretty emotional during her, her briefing. This, these are online virtual video conference briefings. And um, she said that she is scared. She said that she is scared because she sees the U.S. looking very much uh, like the patterns of what Europe was just a few weeks ago. And Europe now has seen these spikes. Yeah. She's uh, she's really concerned, as is the White House, that we could be, you know, on the verge of a, of another surge in cases across the country. And so just a couple of hours ago, President Biden spoke on COVID-19 and he was again pleading with Americans to, you know, follow preventive measures, keep wearing masks. He called on governors to reinstate mask mandates if they have already eased off of them. And was basically saying, let's put on the brakes because we're not there yet. So uh, that's sort of the bad news scenario. The good news is vaccinations are also increasing. We're seeing many millions more get uh, uh, vaccinated. Um, new centers are opening up. More doses of these vaccines are getting out to pharmacies. So it's kind of a good news, bad news situation right now. Well, I mean, you know, I don't know what it's like in the nation's capital or Maryland where you live, Greg, but I mean, here in Western Pennsylvania, the, the roads are full and, uh, you know, people want to be out and, uh, and free again. The weather's nice. Uh, you just see there's a big surge forward. I mean, I can understand, you know, the CDC and the, the administration saying hold off, but man, oh man, people are chomping at the bit in a big way. Oh, absolutely. And the, and the CDC and even the president, they, they acknowledge it. They, they want to be done with this uh, as much as anybody else. Um, but they're, like the president described reckless behavior seen on TV in recent weeks. And we assume he was referring to some of the spring break video that we've seen from Florida and elsewhere, where people were just um, not only gathering in large groups, but then also not wearing masks and seemingly not taking it very seriously. So there, there is this fatigue. Obviously, there is COVID fatigue and, and, and mask wearing fatigue that all of us have experienced. But again, the administration is saying, 
we're making great progress, although we're not quite halfway. We're not even halfway to vaccinating the entire country, although we're on pace to get it done here uh, in, the, in the next few months. But uh, they were just basically saying, hold on, hold on. and be vigilant. Mm-hmm. Greg Clugston with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Uh, Greg, it looks like President Biden will be in our area this week on Wednesday. Um, what do we know about the infrastructure plan and what it might mean here to Western Pennsylvania? Well, this is his big, uh, big launch, big unveil of his next legislative priority. So he already got the COVID-19 relief package, uh, you know, a month or so ago passed through the Congress. And this is the next big leap in terms of what he wants Congress to be working on in terms of his priorities. And this is um, infrastructure that would not be just important to Pennsylvania and in the Pittsburgh area, but across the country. And the White House said that uh, he wanted to go to Pittsburgh because that's where he uh, he launched his his campaign again uh, for right. for the White House. And so he's going back there to say, hey, I've I'm in the White House now and these are my plans to move forward. So essentially what the White House has also said is that it's going to be a two-part legislative package. The first part, which he will talk about in detail in Pittsburgh on Wednesday, is going to be on infrastructure. So roads and bridges and the physical infrastructure of the country and investing in that. And then a couple of weeks later, maybe into into the month of April, uh, definitely into the month of April, uh, the president will talk about education and healthcare and childcare and some of those other economic issues. So economic rebound is really going to be the focus here. Republicans want to know how much it's going to cost Mm -hmm. and how many taxes the White House is going to propose to pay for it, because the White House says it's going to be trillions of dollars and it will be paid for. And typically that's going to mean tax increases. I see. Okay. Well, to be honest, I mean, you look at here what in Western Pennsylvania, our bridges, our roadways, they're old. I mean, they are in a great state of right. disrepair. Yep. So that commitment to infrastructure and the money flowing forward, that's going to help America. I know that taxes, of course, are one thing. So, I mean, the president has talked about raising taxes, especially amongst richer or rich Americans. Perhaps that's, you know, the, the spigot that he hopes to draw from. It's always the spigot every president wants to draw from, right, yeah, Greg? Well, yeah. <laughs> it is. Now, this White House. Make the, the man pay. Right. The, the Biden White House says nobody earning, no household earning over $400,000 will see a tax increase. So that's that's the threshold that they've already announced. And in in John, in terms of roads and bridges, uh, you know, people don't like driving over bumpy roads or dilapidated bridges, obviously. Sure. And and the and the president likes to point out that this traditionally has been a bipartisan issue that Republicans and Democrats all have to drive on the same roads and bridges and that there should be support for this. We'll see how much he actually gets. Well it just seems like there aren't very many bipartisan issues anymore. No, no. I mean, that's just what's sad. It, it seems my husband and I were talking over the weekend that it seems like the, the job of the minority is to become the majority. And that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's like we've forgotten about governing in our race to, you know, win the next whatever it is. Right. So, yeah. There's been talk, you know, in recent number of recent years about it's just uh, it's just a it's a continual campaign to be reelected. And as you say, Kathy, try and get in the majority if you're not already there. Right. right. So the Biden administration targeting those over $400,000 just did the taxes at $400,001. So it looks like I'm over the line. Oh, John. The whole household. That's too bad. <laughs> We're sorry to hear that. Thanks for helping out with our bridges, John. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, That's sir. Greg Clugston. Hey, Greg, before you leave us, uh, it's John's dog's birthday. Do you have mm-hmm. any special message you'd like to He's give 15, the guests today? He's 15, Greg. 
15 wow 15 yeah uh-huh. uh what's the dog's name his name is gus gus oh yes. that's right and he's he's often there with you when you're on he's the air right right? here he's right here i mean just seriously yeah. when you're 15 in dog years he's pretty up there so you know um, he's blind pretty much deaf and boy uh, he's a stink pot but you know you gotta love your dog right <laughs> Well, I would just say happy birthday, and uh, I think it's great that you can have the dog on the air because he's old and deaf and yeah. tired and all the rest, but mm-hmm. sounds like a great partner. That's right. Uh, better him than me. I say that. And me, Greg, for thanks, sure. Thanks so much. Always appreciate it. That's Greg Clexton, SRN News White House correspondent. Monday edition. We'll be back. Birthday greetings from the White House. That's special for dogs. Spring is in the air. Spring is everywhere. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Spring House. And spring is a great time of year on both our farm and our store. It kicks off with farm tours, and we just love sharing our farm with all those precious young folks. Graduation party season and wedding and shower season start up now, too. So my sister Jill and her catering crew are on the road in our red Spring House vans almost every day, delivering homemade country cooking to families all over the Tri-County area. My brother Sam and his farm guys are busy this time of year planting corn and pumpkins and hay, along with getting the cows milked and fed two times a day, too. The Springhouse store crew loves serving all the families that come to visit, to enjoy our homemade lunches and suppers, to take a zing down our hillside slide, and to top off their experience with a Springhouse ice cream concoction like a strawberry ice cream shortcake. Come see us and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse. 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. If you owe back taxes, there's a lot you need to know, starting with rule number one. Don't mess with the IRS. They are cracking down this year by sending out heart-stopping letters, actively garnishing paychecks, levying bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. That's all true, but it's also true there's a way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative, an important government program for tax debt assistance. It's one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered, so now's the time. You could qualify for tax relief that saves you thousands, even tens of thousands. Nobody knows this program like the award-winning experts at Op- Optima Tax Relief. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible. Don't mess with the IRS. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Robinson Township Christian School celebrates a 40-year legacy of producing college-bound, lifelong learners whose lives are marked by wisdom, knowledge, and a compassion for others. At the airport area's only K-12 classical Christian school, students grow to love learning, think deeply, and communicate effectively from a biblical foundation. Robinson Township Christian School, now enrolling preschool through 12th grade at rtcsonline.org. Century 3 Chevrolet knows price sells trucks. Get a new Silverado 1500 with zero down, just $299 a month. That's zero down, $299 a month for a Silverado 1500 at Century 3 Chevrolet. Buy new roads, centurythreechevrolet.com. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app by heart, tune in, and at radio.com.
We'll see clear skies for tonight with a low of 35. Partly sunny tomorrow, but it'll be breezy and mild. Tomorrow's high, 71. Tomorrow night will be mild with increasing cloudiness. We'll see a late night shower in spots. Tomorrow night, expect a low of 51. Wednesday will be cloudy with a little rain. Wednesday, we'll see a high of 55. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Birds are really amazing creatures, aren't they? I mean, I love to watch birds. They are so smart. And uh, I saw a story over the weekend about ravens who only are in uh, Alaska for a short period of time. They'll spend late winter and then uh, springtime comes and they'll carry on their their ways elsewhere. But apparently at a Costco in Anchorage, Alaska, the birds are so smart that they are stealing food as people wheel their shopping carts out of the Costco. <laughs> a, a, a guy, uh, a guy named Matt, uh, he says, he says, I literally, uh, I took 10 steps and turned around as I was loading my groceries in my car. Two ravens came down and instantly grabbed out a package of short ribs and flew off with it. He said the piece of meat was about four by seven inches a sizable meal for a sizable bird. He says, they know what they're doing. It's not their first time. They're very fat. So I think they've got a whole system worked out. So this guy, Matt, says he got home. He noticed, you know, of course, the one uh, short rib container had gone away, flown away. They also took a poke at another short rib container. He said, I cut that meat out and I started to marinate it. My wife said, that's gross. Let's take it back. So he said, we went to Costco. They took it back. They even had a, a refund, even though we were marinating the uh, uh, the food. And he said, running back out, I had to cover the uh, ribs with my coat to ensure the ravens wouldn't swoop down and come and attack me in my head again. What the heck? See, now that's a set of animals that's got a system worked out. Yeah, they do. Uh huh. They met, they had like a community meeting and they said, hey, you know, like Tom over there has an idea. And Tom yeah. the Raven was like, hey, you know what I saw? I think that there's some time between when those people are exiting the store and getting into the car. And I think it, that could be our golden moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, a manager at the Anchorage Costco declined to comment. Uh, declined to comment. Uh, yeah. What's he going to do about the Ravens? Well, what do you do about the Ravens? Nothing. They're, they're you can't do anything about the while, Ravens. Right? I don't know. Take something out there and just take a piece of newspaper and chew them away. All right. I think it's actually, I mean, not that I want to be, you know, spending $15 to feed birds, but oh. I am saying that it's, it's, to me, it's an entertaining story. I well, like the creativity of the animal population. You don't think about it. Well, you know, we were talking about the Hayes Eagles here last week and um, how they're feeding their babies. You don't think yeah. about birds being carnivor- carnivores, do you? No, you don't. But we don't have a whole lot of gigantic, you know, big birds over here. When you go out to the Pacific Northwest, they're very aware mm. of those birds being predators. Right. How about our friend Sherry Lynn, who's like terrified of birds? She's terrified of the crow that lives at the top of my house. Imagine if she saw one of the ravens at Costco. Might I mean, be the end of her. God some bless. people are very terrified of uh, those flying things, right? All right, we'll take a break, come back. Uh, Tim Uhoff is with us in a few minutes. How do you respond to people who intentionally are poking the bear, right? People who like to stoke outrage just for the sake of that. We'll talk about that next with Tim Uhoff from Biola University. 101.5 WORD. 
Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. This Easter, meet the girl everyone is talking about. You saw God and then brought a dead bird back to life. No, I did God did. Sir, do you think you can help me walk again? Could you say a prayer for me? The girl who believes in miracles. It's impossible. I thought he was never supposed to walk again. He wasn't. It was Sarah. Sometimes a little faith is all you need to change the world. Mom, it really was God. The girl who believes in miracles. A mustard seed production. Rated PG. Parental guide suggests in theaters this Friday. If you owe $27 trillion and you didn't have the money to pay it off, what would you need to do? Well, you need to make a lot more money, right? Well, now America's debt is more than $27 trillion, and right now taxes are at historically low levels. It doesn't take a genius to realize taxes will probably go up. Now think about your retirement accounts. Do you want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are lower or later when rates are much higher? Now, whether you should pay taxes now or in retirement depends on a lot of things. That's why Kirk Kenotic and Accurate Solutions Group has a free guide called You and Your Taxes to help you determine what's best for you. To get your copy of You and Your Taxes, call or text TAX to 412-515-3555. That's TAX to 412-515-3555. When taxes go up, will you be ready? Get this free guide from Kirk Kenotic and Accurate Solutions Group now. Call or text TAX to 412 515 3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Our firm may not give tax advice. At Eden Christian Academy, hope is rising. Hope that is secure in God, that builds faith, and inspires a love that can't be stopped. Eden is where parents find hope in a true educational partner, where students see faith woven into every subject, and where teachers model the love of Christ to every child from pre-K through 12th grade. Schedule a personal tour at any of their three North Hills campuses and witness the hope, faith, and love that Eden can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Cleanliness and safety are essential to the success of any business. That's why Cintas has introduced our Total Clean program, a one-of-a-kind service that includes scheduled deliveries of essential cleaning supplies, hygienically cleaned uniforms, and on-site sanitizer and disinfectant services to help eliminate germs. Learn what the Cintas Total Clean program can do for you. Oh, I'm ready. Visit Cintas.com and get ready for the workday. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, wherever the mission takes us, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand. For our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. As America sits at a standstill, God is calling his people to action, to spread hope, light, and truth. If you've ever felt the tug to share your story by writing a Christian book, now is the time to embrace the stillness and put pen to paper. Join us now at ChristianAuthors.com, where we're linking arms with believers to heed the Great Commission and get Christian books into the hands of readers. That's ChristianAuthors.com, where we're amplifying truth to see lives changed. Get your free guide to Christian publishing today at ChristianAuthors.com. Are you struggling in your marriage? 
giving each other the silent treatment, do you feel hurt? You can save your marriage. Hope Restored, a marriage intensive experience by Focus on the Family, provides in-depth quality counseling care that will make a difference in your life and your marriage. Call 1-866-875-2915 or go to hoperestored.com. That's hoperestored.com. Anybody in your life who intentionally pokes the bear, who just likes to stir the pot, right? Uh, we used to have an Uncle Bernie who would come and visit once or so a year Uncle from Bernie. California. He would come from California, Uncle Bernie would. Yeah. And he would, he would get off the plane and give hugs, and then he'd say something like, I, I know that they say Pittsburgh's supposed to be a nice town, but it's kind of stinky here, don't you think? And you'd go, well, what? Hey, Uncle Bernie, I mean, you barely like you know got him into the car to take him home, and already sudden, you know, he's just messing with you. How do you deal with people who are provocative? Dr. Tim Muehlhoff is with us. Tim's a regular guest on our show. He joins us from Biola University. And Tim, this is happening to you, probably to everybody all over the country. There's always someone who's a little provocative. Yeah, I got an email just last week from a pastor friend of mine. And the title was, Your State is Nuts, N-U-T-Z. Uh, I'm in California, Biola University, and then he linked me to the Christian Headlines website, where this is what the title story said. Students told to chant to Aztec gods of human sacrifice as part of California Ethnic Studies curriculum. So apparently, yeah, apparently there's a curriculum being debated right now by the California School uh, District. And part of it is this book, a 350-page book written by 70 scholars that is rethinking ethnic studies. So when I get this headline, I mean, come on, what if, if California is promoting child sacrifice and <laughs> chanting to Aztec gods, then I am opposed to that. Let me just be on record. I am, I am generally opposed to child sacrifice, but he didn't know anything about it. He, he just sent it to me, and I actually ordered the book from Amazon. Really? It's 350 pages long, 70 different scholars writing about this. They lift one quote where kids apparently, and I've not found the quote yet, apparently chant towards Aztec gods and clap their hands and do this dance. Okay? <laughs> right. So this happens all the time, yeah. right? We, we love to send out emails with provocative headlines, and then we, I think, fail, if Aristotle were giving us advice, we fail on what our next step is, mm. right? Our Which next is what? Step is Which is investigation. The California school system. They, they have bloodthirsty, child-sacrificing gods, and my kids are not going to clap. To, and we, we bypass giving the California school system a chance to reply right. and give their version. Right. right. If you got a petition, yeah. I'll be happy to sign it. I'll tell you that. Right. Okay. So, Tim, we live in an era, right, where people are getting their news essentially from headlines. So we're a, about a sixteenth of an inch deep and about ten miles wide. There's no substance. There's no deep dive here, and everybody shakes their fist and rages against it when most of it is not grounded in anything that's true or you know has any bearing on reality. So the University of Michigan, and by the way, can I point out I'm from Michigan? And yes, they oh, destroyed Florida State by Thank almost you. 20 points. And yeah. we are going to dismantle U- UCLA. Sorry. Yeah, we'll Go find out about that. 
Okay, that's just, I thought that was spirit-led. Okay, so <laughs> um, University of Michigan did a study, John, in which they took a look at, so if you go to USA Today, CNN, MSN, and you click, like this would be perfect. You actually click on this headline. This records how long you were there. So uh. you, click, you click on this story. You were there on average 20 seconds. 20 wow. seconds. You didn't even read the whole article about this California school system. So what do we do? I'm part of the Winston Conviction Project here at Biola University. I'm suggesting we learn from the past. We've already seen this movie once. You may remember this. The headline was, Professor Makes Students Stomp on Jesus. Do you remember this headline? Oh, yeah. I do. Sure. Yeah. Florida Atlantic University, a professor had students write Jesus on an index card, put it on the ground, and they were told to step on it. Okay, now here's the whole purpose of the study. He wrote an article for the Chronicle of Higher Education. I purposely pick something that students will not step on. I mean, if I pick something that everybody steps on it, then the assignment doesn't work. So he picks Jesus. Some students absolutely say, I'm not stepping on Jesus. He says, you're not stepping on Jesus. You're stepping on a symbol. His whole point is, these symbols are really important to us. And so the fact that some of my students would not step on Jesus actually makes my point. These symbols give great meaning to our lives. That was the assignment. I take my hat off to that assignment. Yeah. Now, a lawsuit was brought immediately by two students in the classroom, religious students. He had death threats to such an extent that they had to place him on, on uh, administrative leave. This is what Atlantic University said I thought was quite brilliant. Their response was, we find it outrageous that critics of Dr. Poole immediately condemn his exercise without fully knowing the facts. Right. Well, of course, we know Tim. And by the way, we're talking to Dr. Tim Muehlhoff from Biola University. Uh, you can watch the show if you'd like to listen, if, if you're already listening to it. Go on to Facebook right now, The Ride Home with Johnny Kathy or 101.5 Word FM. We've got uh, Tim on Zoom right now, actually for the first time. It's super fun. Um, so Tim, what you're saying is really just a symptom of a, of a worldwide humanity problem, because mm-hmm. we've seen this in, in the Islamic cultures for a long time. Look at the violence that happened in France, Charlie Hebdo. Uh, Charlie Hebdo. So, so this is something that 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 people react to or overreact to depending on who they are what their culture is and how they hear it oh completely i mean we honestly we could take the next week and talk about communication theory how we form impressions how they are buttressed by the community that we belong to so listen i'm a christian nobody's stomping on jesus i mean if you want a litmus test for my fidelity to my savior nobody a professor at some liberal school is not going to make my son stomp on Jesus. And that is not the assignment. Now, we can quibble whether it's a good assignment. Sure. But the way it was presented, it, it just isn't fair to Dr. Poole. And I think it's actually a good assignment, right? He never said stomp. He said step. And some students said, I'm not doing that. He goes, fascinating. Why aren't you doing it? Well, I'm not doing it because I'm a, a Christian. He goes, that's awesome. I'm a Christian. I wanted to pick something that you wouldn't step on because symbols are incredibly powerful to us. So we better be very careful about the symbols we use and how we treat them. I think that's a great assignment. But he had to go on administrative leave. Um, 
I just think we need to have a pause button right. until I'm going to get more information. I'm going to withhold judgment. Right. Yeah. Okay, well, so when then, you when you invent the pause button, the Twitter accepts. Let me know. That doesn't happen, uh, right? So then, Tim, good. the that lesson the professor had hoped to teach was negated by the outrage of being provocative, and unfortunately, the professor was the one essentially who earned who learned lessons, didn't he? You know, John, he did. I've actually done this assignment. I, I actually did this before Dr. Poole got in trouble. I didn't use Jesus. I used the flag of your home origin. So everybody draws their flag. They have no idea why they're drawing it, right? And then they all look like bad Pictionary drawings. <laughs> sure, right. And then I said, put it on the ground. Now I want you to stomp on it. And some students do it really quickly because, you know, they're, they're bored to death. And other students say, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to step on my flag. I said, well, it's not your flag. Well, it is. It represents your flag. That's why these symbols are important. So we need to reclaim the sacredness of some symbols, right? Mm -hmm. I thought that was great. I didn't have any problem doing that. So, so Kathy, let me just say, we're going to do a conference at Biola University in October on how do we reclaim social media? Mm -hmm. Is it possible to be winsome in social area? I don't think we can abdicate the space because it's the new public square. So we're going to have to figure out how to do that. Oh, I'm excited about that because here's the thing. I believe it is. I believe it is possible to be, to be winsome on social media, but you have to be willing. And I, I'm only saying this watching other people because I just, I hate to weigh in. I just do. I just don't want to get into all that. I don't have enough emotional energy for it, whatever. But the people I've seen that navigate it well are able to say what they say in a kind, winsome, funny way. And then when the darts come back, they don't reply in kind. That to me is the secret. And this is where we're going to have to do abnormal communication. We're going to have to be peacemakers. We're going to have to read the book of Proverbs. A wise Mm -hmm. man overlooks an insult, right? I think we're going to have to start getting thicker skin. I think we're going to have to say, I'm not doing what the argument culture prescribes for us, regardless if I'm attacked. Right? Yeah. Okay. So what, Tim, we're talking to Dr. Tim Muehlhoff, Biola University. Tim, what about... um, it's kind of the perspective of some of the students, and I'm sure the parents who brought the lawsuits at the school in Florida. What do you do when people feel like they have to defend Jesus or they have to defend God? Do you know what well, I mean? Kind of, kind of like anything, any response is allowable because of the nature of whom I'm defending. Yeah. So at a university, I would protect, I'd protect the right of the most radical view at a university. Yeah, so would I. Academic freedom. This is what Cornell West says, mm-hmm. right? He's, he's at a school with Peter Singer, who, arters, who argues that an infant is not alive until uh, maybe even a year after the infant's been born. That's craziness, okay? Yeah, right? That takes the viability uh, argument and just makes it longer. Yes. But guess what Cornell West does? I, I'm sorry, Robbie George, who's a devout Catholic and absolutely unwaveringly pro-life. He said, listen, I want to defend Dr. Singer's perspective because he. I want him to defend mine, that we have the right to make it. Yep. And I think, Kathy, we're losing the ability to have these hard conversations. We're canceling okay. each other yep. before they happen. So guess what? Left and right can come together and Muslims and Christians can come together and say, let's protect free speech. 
let's get that back in play and I'll defend your right. You defend mine. And then let's have some robust conversations. Right. I mean, the thing that really shocks me, Tim, is that we live in a most crude society, but at the same time, we are deeply puritanical in our willingness to be involved in cancel culture. Yeah, it's so weird. That's a good point. Yeah. And the left and right wants to do it. They both, there are, so Michelle Foucault, a gay cultural critic in the 60s, came up with this idea of discarded discourse, conversations you couldn't have. He was arguing that as a gay man in the 60s, he couldn't voice his opinions. But today we have, we have revived Foucault. We now have a list of things that you can't disagree with. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to fight against that, but we're going to have so to I. fight to hear some pretty hard perspectives if we're fighting for that. Right. We have a good friend, Jerry Boyer, um, who lives here in Pittsburgh. And he says, um, you know that you're mature enough to live in a democracy when you're willing to fight for the right of the person who disagrees with you to say what he has to say. And and I really like how he says it. That's how you know you're mature enough, because that's the challenge is we prove by what we say or what we forward on social media that we're not mature enough to be handling this. I agree. Yeah, because it's a heavy responsibility. It right? is a heavy but If we can't do this properly, then we are doomed as a nation. I mean, yeah. just... Right. Jim, so sorry. go to winsomeconviction.com, winsomeconviction.com, and we have a bunch of resources for people who want to try to have winsome conversations. I like it, winsomeconviction.com. Yes. Jim Muehlhoff, Biola University. His latest book is called Defending Your Marriage, The Reality of Spiritual Battle. Tim, always a pleasure. Uh, have yourself a good Holy Week. Thank you. You too. Bye, you guys. Bye-bye. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Uh, we're just getting underway. It's the 4 o'clock hour of the Ride Home with John and Kathy right here. Some home repairs simply can't wait for spring, especially a leaky roof or drafty old windows. You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, windows, gutters and downspouts, siding, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Don't put it off. Right now, Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Get new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office. Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood or composite. To show their appreciation to Word listeners, you'll also get 10% off your total project when you mention this station. Get 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and 10% off, backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. We want everybody to have a level of comfort knowing that they're in a safe environment, that they're in a caring environment, and that their health and well-being is our top priority. At Stock Family Dentistry, exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. We are constantly screening both ourselves and patients. I want my patients to know that we are there for them. When they are ready, we are here. You're going to be safe. You're going to be well cared for. On Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Receive a $5 rebate by trading up any non-contact thermometer toward an Exergen temporal scanner purchased at any retailer. With COVID continuing to spread, nothing matters more than having an accurate thermometer that's backed by more than 80 published peer-reviewed clinical studies like the Exergen temporal scanner. Even after getting the COVID vaccine, you should be monitoring for fever to make sure you are protected. Keep your family and yourself safe by trading up your non-contact thermometer for an accurate temporal scanner and a $5 rebate from Exergen, where accuracy matters. 
Matters. Details at exergen.com. Easter is the celebration of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The empty tomb means that God can transform anything we're going through into something new. I'm Pastor Tom Hall of First Presbyterian Church in Pittsburgh. Join us in person this Sunday at 1045 a.m., 326th Avenue. We're working to keep everyone safe, so let us know if you're coming at fpcp.org. Learning has definitely changed these days. What hasn't changed is the unwavering support parents received from their local Christian school. Many were quick to adapt to the new normal with remote classes taught by caring teachers who pray for students and their families every day. With many schools offering half-price tuition for first-time enrollees, like Eden Christian Academy in the North Hills, it's a great time to consider Christian education. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com tuitions. being a survivor doesn't begin at remission it begins a diagnosis so here of us uh, on the ride home and we're at 101.5 word fm we present survivor stories that are stories your stories of hope and of faith and of courage in the words of you yourself those people who have gone through cancer and the caregivers who are living through cancer together we encourage you to go to wordfm.com forward slash survivor and register now. We read your stories on the air. You get a chance to win a really great gift card from Roland Seafood in the Strip. And one lucky prize winner will get a one-night stay at Buell Mansion. Kath, we get a great story today, don't we? We really do. And I want to encourage anybody listening, if you're near a computer, get onto Facebook and uh, go to The Ride Home with Johnny Kathy or 101.5 Word FM. Because as I read Kristen Edmonds' story, uh, Mike's going to be showing some photographs that she sent to us. And it's just so great. You need to hear it and see it both. Okay. This is what she says. It was New Year's Eve, 2018. I was 37 years old and facing devastating news. I was informed I had breast cancer. And at that time, I had three small kids. Fighting cancer had not been a consideration for the upcoming New Year. So during 2019, I was challenged almost daily. I endured a mastectomy, six months of chemo, and radiation. In the midst of it all, I was still a mom and a wife. The most basic of tasks were demanding on my worn-out body. And then Kristen Edmund says, I survived. Today, I am seemingly cancer-free. It was hard, but I have found rest. While I won't always be protected from bad things, God will hold me up through them. That's the story of Kristen Edmonds uh, on Facebook Live. If you don't have a chance to look at it right now, if you can't watch, log on later and um, look at this unbelievable set of photographs that Kristen sent to us of her absolutely gorgeous family. And um, it's just a wonderful journal of her, uh, of her journey through cancer. So um, the one we're saluting today is Kristen Edmonds. So Kristen, thank you so much for sharing your story. And we're happy to be featuring you um, as part of our survivor stories today. That's right. So uh, hope that uh, you and your husband get on down to Roland seafood in this trip. Heck yeah. uh, Maybe if you go tomorrow, um, it'll be really nice and you can sit outside. It's supposed to be in the in the seventies. Seventy two tomorrow, people. It's very fine. Good. I mean, this battle with cancer. We've been talking about this as a country for such a long time. I mean, maybe there's good news around the corner. Wouldn't that be? Wouldn't it be incredible to live in a cancer-free world? It sure would. What that would look like for so many millions of people. So. 
God bless everybody who's on those front lines and uh, battling through that, whether you're the caregiver, whether you're the cancer patient, the the survivor, or those doctors and uh, nurses who are out there trying to do their best to make sure that those live through another day. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at Radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Prosecutors at the trial of Derek Chauvin played a video showing the former Minneapolis police officer kneeling on George Floyd's neck for 9 minutes, 29 seconds. Chauvin's trial began with prosecutor Jerry Blackwell telling jurors that Chauvin didn't let up, he didn't get up, after Floyd said he couldn't breathe and went motionless. The defense says it'll show that Chauvin revealed or reacted exactly as he was trained. The Biden administration extending a federal moratorium on evictions of tenants who've fallen behind on rent during the pandemic. That moratorium is extended through the end of June. It had been scheduled to expire on Wednesday. On Wall Street, stocks finishing mixed today. The Dow gained 98 points. The Nasdaq dropped 79 and the S&P 500 lost three. This is SRN News. Did you know that you can have a financial plan that reflects your Christian values? Your values are important. When it comes to planning your financial goals, you want an advisor who understands your Christian worldview. Ameriprise Financial Advisor Doug Komen with Gaskian Associates, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. As a certified kingdom advisor, Doug offers financial planning based on biblical principles. Whether you want to provide for your loved ones, support the causes you care about, or save for the future, he can help you plan for your goals in a way that is consistent with your faith. The team at Gaskian Associates have been building client relationships with integrity and trust for over 23 years. And thanks to Doug's dedication to the faith-based community as a certified kingdom advisor, he'll strive to follow your biblical principles as you plan your financial journey. Call Doug Komen today at 724-337-4410, 724-337-4410, or via email at douglas.komen at ampf.com. Ameriprise Financial provides financial services without regard to religious affiliation or cultural background. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Excuse me, why don't you have life insurance yet? I've got diabetes, and I know the price will be through the roof for the pre-existing condition. Well, actually, SelectQuote makes it easy to get very affordable life insurance, even if you have a health issue. I'm listening. You'll get quotes from some of the country's most trusted carriers. Even with your diabetes, you can get around $250,000 in insurance for as little as a dollar a day. That would be amazing. <laughs> What's it called again? Select Quote. Just call or go to selectquote.com to get your free quote. Get the coverage you need at a price you can afford. Call 1-800-694-1010 or go to selectquote.com today. That's 1-800-694-1010 or selectquote.com. Selectquote. We shop. You save. Get full details on example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Monthly premiums vary based on health company and other factors. Not available in all states. Robinson Township Christian School celebrates a 40-year legacy of producing college-bound, lifelong learners whose lives are marked by wisdom, knowledge, and a compassion for others. At the airport area's only K-12 classical Christian school, students grow to love learning, think deeply, and communicate effectively from a biblical foundation. Robinson Township Christian School, now enrolling preschool through 12th grade at rtcsonline.org. 
It's easy and profitable to be kind to others when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Each day for 30 days, we'll post a new act of kindness you can do for others. On May 3rd, you could win $12,000 towards a new vehicle for you and another $12,000 for a hometown hero. See terms and conditions for complete details. You can make a difference in others' lives when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Share your kindness with others. Enter today at wordfm.com. We'll see clear skies for tonight with a low of 35. Partly sunny tomorrow, but it'll be breezy and mild. Tomorrow's high, 71. Tomorrow night will be mild with increasing cloudiness. We'll see a late night shower in spots. Tomorrow night, expect a low of 51. Wednesday will be cloudy with a little rain. Wednesday, we'll see a high of 55. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. And good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for the Monday edition, the 5 o'clock hour. You know, um, when um, President Trump was uh, booted off Twitter, I I think it was shocking for a lot of people, right? I mean, this was kind of his lifeline that uh, he communicated daily, multiple times throughout the day. So you kind of started to see that and you think, well, holy smokes, man. I mean, uh, big tech can just push anybody around they want to. I mean, you know, you ban the president of the United States from your platform. Well, uh, I I guess it's their sandbox, right? So uh, I saw an article in uh, the Wall Street Journal over the weekend about big tech and how now they have turned their focus in many ways to censoring religion as well. So it's not only politics. um, It is religion. Josh... Holden Ride wrote this piece, Big Tech Censors Religion Too. So, um, In the Wall Street Journal today. Yeah, Wall Street Journal. LifeSite News. Have you read LifeSite News? Sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a, a religious news website. It's, very it's a conservative site that kind of gives you the latest on like a religious perspective, a lot about the um, pro-life fight, that sort of thing. Yeah, I think they do good work. And I, I don't think they're reactionary. I, I go well, they're, they're very, they're very, uh, they're pretty partisan. Um, and they are, they speak from their own perspective. It's not, yeah. but you know, they're not like, it's not, they're not NBC. attack dogs, right? They're, no, they're not attack dogs at all. They're just they're just giving their own opinion. Yeah. So uh, in February, uh, LifeSite News, their YouTube channel was permanently banned by Google, which deleted all of its videos. Now, Google claimed that its actions was a response to COVID-19 misinformation, but it would not tell LifeSite News which video had offended its standards. Now, the the tech giant flagged LifeSite News for a video of an American bishop criticizing vaccines developed with fetal cells. The website's editor-in-chief said, quote, our best guess is that the channel was taken down for our frank and factual discussion of the controversy around abortion-tainted medicines and vaccines. Now, the previous month, in January of this year, Twitter blocked a post from the Daily Citizen, which is run by Focus on the Family. Of course, we all know and love Focus on the Family. The reason, a tweet that respectfully challenged the underlying premise of transgenderism. Twitter made a similar move against Catholic World Report, though the company later said that it had acted in error. Ryan T. Anderson of the Ethic and Public Policy Center saw Amazon ban his book, 
um, uh, criticizing transgenderism. When Harry became Sally, Amazon shows no signs of changing course. So what does this mean? Well, so basically what this means is that I would say, and this is why, this is one of the reasons why the tech giants have been called before Congress, I don't know how many times in the last 12 months, uh, multiple times. But, you know, big tech is, is, you know, geographically living in a liberal part of the country, politically liberal part of the country. Yeah. Okay. So most people who are involved in big tech lean left when it comes to politics. Okay. That's fine. You can lean however you want to. This is America, right? But as the guardians of what gets out there, that's where things get messy, right? And that's why uh, The Social Dilemma was such a fascinating documentary to watch because you realize that if, John, you Google something, the exact same thing that I have Googled based on what you already look at online and what I look at online, we get different results on our Google feed. Yep. The algorithms. the results of our Google searches are confirming what we already believe. Okay, so John, if you believe one thing, I believe something different. We Google the exact same phrase. We're going to get more stuff on that Google feed that's going to confirm what you think and what I think. I mean, it's just, it's not helping us to be smarter. It's not helping us to be more well-rounded. And the tech giants are clearly not working on the side of free speech. Now, what's interesting is they think, I think that they think they are. But their perspective is that people who lean right or people who are religious are trying to cut down communication, cut down information flow, that sort of thing, because they have this, they, I think they've accepted this prerequisite mindset that conservatives are anti-science, right? Um, anti-doctor, you know, those sorts of things. And so therefore they feel like their job is to fight against that and open up the gate so more information can get out there. But the irony is that they're doing the opposite thing. Mm -hmm. They're actually shutting down the perspective of anyone who's a conservative. So they're not proving that they're pro-free speech. They're proving the opposite by their actions. Now, listen, they've been called on this by Republicans in the Senate over and over and over again for the last, not even year, for the last two years. Just last week. I mean, Mike Doyle, who's a Democratic congressman here from Western Pennsylvania, he called big tech on the carpet. So, Because every person of goodwill who cares about free speech, regardless of what party they subscribe to or no party, should be invested in big tech completely and honestly opening up the floodgates and letting whatever information there is get out there and allow people to decide for themselves. Right. For me, here's the thing. You're not going on Facebook or Twitter to find Jesus, right? You just aren't. However, the conversation about Jesus, it should be free and open, right? So um, does it upset me that Facebook and Twitter and, you know, whatever the sources are, try to put a lid on religion, whether it's Christianity or Islam or Buddhism or whatnot? It should be free and open access. And if it's not, then the tech companies should be held to a standard, which other public utilities, other news sources, other established for decades, right? Organizations have also had to hew by the rules and the standards set by, God help us, the federal government. That should not be 
right? Why do they get a free pass? Right. I don't get oh, that. Okay, but here's because the good, big tech. Yeah, but here's the good news. The article that we're citing is from today's Wall Street Journal. John, give me the title of that article. I'm sorry. Uh, I think I closed it. Here. Right. I think uh, I have it, it here. It. Oh, big tech censors religion too. Yep. And that's from today's Wall Street Journal. Here, here's the good news from the article. Every single instance that the writer shared, other than the Ryan T. Anderson uh, pulling of his book from Amazon, every other instance, the tech company, when confronted, backed off. Every single one. Okay. So it is discouraging that your perspective might not be heard. However, the good news is that if you stand up for your perspective, then it looks like they will back off. So it's a pain. It doesn't seem like something that we should have to do, that anyone should have to do, but this is what it is to live in a free and open society. Sometimes you have, sometimes you have to fight for your seat at the table. So I look at it, I I finished the article and I thought, okay, so that's sobering, but it's not a horrible story. It basically just means that you have to stand up for you, for what you think. And if you post something that is not shared or is not in, not pushed forward in some way, then you have the right to take up your case with the tech giant and in all the instances, as I said, other than one, that this article cited, people won. Right. But I still believe that they need to be regulated and we need to I take agree. a bite out of those. I uh, agree. The big teeth that they have. I agree. Right now. Nobody knows how to do that. I mean, mm. look at how many times, like I said, this conversation has happened in Congress and nobody can quite figure out how to do it. It's like it's like trying to it's like watching America try to deal with the open frontier. You know, it was a lawless place because no one could figure out what to do what going on. No one could figure out where to, where to put the reins on that type of spirit that allowed people to want to go out there. Right. Which the country needed, but at the same time made people dangerous. Now, it, it took a long time to figure but that at the, out. At the same time, you know, when you see these guys, the, the tech giants show up at these Senate hearings there's, there's the senators are so deferential. There's a lot of star power there because yeah. these guys are so wealthy. Well, they're, they're and of course, the, they they're want the a piece robber, of that. They're the robber barons of today, right? Right. They're the Andrew Carnegie's, the J.P. Morgan's. Well, it's of out of today. whack. It really is it out of whack. It sure is out of whack. And so they're trying to silence you and me and other people who are yep. like-minded in uh, their work and you know their their love of Jesus. That's wrong. So something's got to right. change sooner or later, r- rather sooner than later. Okay, speaking of contentious issues, our next guest, Dr. Ryan Burge, will be with us. And uh, he's going to talk about people who are hesitant, vaccine hesitancy. I think uh, across the state of Pennsylvania, 25% of the population has had at least one shot. Are you hesitant for a shot? We'll talk about that next on The Ride Home with Johnny Kathy, Pittsburgh Christian Talk, Word FM. 101.5 WORD. Based on the book by Colin Smith, Heaven How I Got Here is the story of the thief on the cross. This is it. This is the day I die. Told in his own words, the thief looks back from heaven on the day that changed his eternity. Jesus, I said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Don't miss Heaven How I Got Here. The series continues tomorrow morning at 9.30 here on 101.5 WORD. If you go to our mortgage team's website, you'll find hundreds of testimonials of real Christian radio listeners we've helped. Laura here is a recent friend who is kind enough to share a few words with her local station. 
I was actually referred to United Faith Mortgage through my mother-in-law. We decided it was time for us to start looking for a house, and I reached out to Kelly, and we found several houses we liked, but, you know, with the seller's market, things kept falling through, but anytime we needed her, she was there for us. She got everything we needed as soon as we asked for it, and she made it work. She made sure that if that was the house that our family wanted, we were going to get that house. They're a wonderful company, and we're just really blessed that we found them in the process, that they helped us get through it, and we are in the home of our dreams, and, and our family is so happy. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money you have to pay before closing. United Mortgage Corp, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 128231. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer not available in Washington. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. We at Cash Call Mortgage are running a special for the month of March. To help homeowners save money, we're waiving all our fees to any borrower who locks a rate with us by March 30th. First, that's right, a true no closing cost mortgage loan with no closing costs and super low rates. Now's the time to refinance your mortgage. If you have an interest rate above 2.25%, give us a call to see if we can lower your interest rate and save you cash. No closing cost loans at Cash Call Mortgage. Give us a call or go to CashCallMortgage.com and apply online for a free quote to see if you qualify for this special savings offer. Just visit CashCallMortgage.com or call us today at 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. Are you in high school and thinking about your future or know someone who is? Consider Geneva College. Geneva is a Christian college that prepares students for meaningful service in the world. Geneva has over 145 majors and programs, 19 varsity sports, 100 study abroad programs, and lots of club activities. Geneva has scholarships and grants to make it affordable too. Find out more yourself. You can visit Geneva in person or online. To find out more, go to geneva.edu slash visit. That's geneva.edu slash visit. Now we've been told that the uh, spigot is open, that there are so such a large amount of vaccine available now that, you know, uh, if you're 50 and under or, you know, 60 and under, it's coming your way soon and very soon. The problem is, and I think it's a problem, is that a lot of people are saying, hold on, not so fast. If it's available, that's one thing. But uh, one, I may not ever want to take it. Or two, if I take it, I'm going to wait and see how you know it affects the general population because there's some weird stuff going on there. Dr. Ryan Burge is with us. Ryan's a regular guest on our show here to talk to us about uh, vaccine hesitancy. Ryan, this is a big thing, isn't it? Yeah, we can never get to herd immunity, that level we want to get 75, 80% of the population vaccinated. If We have huge chunks of the population that just refuse to take the vaccine for whatever reason. So this is going to become a much thornier problem for the American health system going forward. Supply was a big issue up until now, and now it's going to be demand. Can we actually get shots in arms of 80% of Americans? And right now it looks somewhat skeptical. Yeah. So I saw a figure over the weekend uh, online. I think it was Wall Street Journal. Yeah, it was Wall Street Journal, basically predicting that about 30% of the U.S. population is going to resist the vaccine. Um, now, it didn't go into, you know, what the reasons for that were. It was basically just, you know, an article about the math, you know, what that could mean for us. From your perspective, Ryan, uh, based on how you look at things, you are a why person. So what are you seeing? What are the reasons that people are saying that I'm not going to? Yes, yeah, so there's such a huge gulf in religious groups in terms of hesitancy. 
For instance, only about 10% of atheists say they definitely or probably will not get a COVID vaccine. So, okay. I mean, that's 90% uptake, really, really good. Um, amongst white evangelicals, only 55% say they will definitely or probably get the vaccine. So we might get to a point where half of white evangelicals do not have the vaccine and 90% of atheists do have the vaccine. But what's even in more interesting is even amongst like white Catholics, hesitancy is only about 20%. You know, so 80% of white Catholics will get the vaccine and 20% won't. So it's not just about race or religion. It's also about politics too. I mean, politics shoots through everything. And unfortunately, COVID has been politicized to a degree that we all think is probably a bad idea. And therefore, we're seeing Republicans being the most reluctant. There's data that says about half of Republicans, male Republicans especially, are going to never get the vaccine. That's a huge chunk of the population we need to worry about. Right. Okay, so Brian, you're a stat guy. I mean, you you make your living drilling down and researching and interviewing people. I mean... What is the source of all this? I mean, is it primarily politics? I mean, is it Fox News? Okay, yeah. And let let me break in and say this is curious to me, Ryan, because, Mm -hmm. you know, we have an anti-vaxxer community here in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. And I've been aware of them for a long time because my husband teaches um, kids with autism. And so the anti-vax community has, you know, has focused a lot of their... Um, a lot of their inertia, perhaps I would say in the, um, in the families of, of, of students who have autism. Now, what I have seen though, over the last, I don't know, a couple of decades is that that almost exclusively resided on kind of the left-leaning spectrum. It was mm-hmm. like a, a wealthy liberal perspective on it. Um, it was not the regular person. So it was not the, the rural conservative. And so now to me, this is a big shift. Yeah, I know. So conspiracy theories often are partisan. Like one, you know, one party believes in them and the other thinks they're totally ridiculous. Like QAnon is pretty, a pretty partisan conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Vaccines are fascinating because they are a nonpartisan or largely nonpartisan um, conspiracy theory. Like the idea that vaccines cause autism was actually picked up by a lot of sort of crunchy, you know, granola right. left people who want natural solutions and natural cures, which is a very sort of leftist, like organic farming and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. But now this piece, this COVID denial, is definitely a right-wing conspiracy. And here's the best way I can understand it. And I tell people this a lot. Churches have a very good narrative here. And this is the narrative. The government invented coronavirus to weaken the church because when we locked down, what locked down? The church. For the first time in really you know, American history, the government said to churches, you can't meet together. Right. So now the church is weakened. And over 12 months, the church got weaker and weaker. And look, magically, mystically, it took five years to make any other vaccine. We made this one in 12 months. Magic. Boom. We're going to put it in all of you, right? So it creates this really sort of interesting thing about conspiracies is to jump into them is crazy. But once you're inside them, they actually kind of make a lot of logical sense. Right. A lot of right-wingers grabbed onto that piece of this is this is the government's effort to weaken Christianity in America. And the vaccine is going to somehow track us or hurt, hurt us or show how compliant we are. That might be a big part of it, by the way. People don't want to do what the government tells them to do. And the vaccine is just one more piece of that, you know, non-compliance with the government. Right. Okay. I mean, you know, when you say it like that, you, I could shake my head and go, yeah, it kind of makes sense to me. Right. I mean, I'm going to get the vaccine, you know, whenever it's my turn, but man, I mean, a lot of people not do, doing that. What does that say about the health and the welfare of the country moving forward? I mean, herd immunity is that even going to be a thing and so how long are we going to sort of live in this twilight zone of the you know the covid nightmare that we're in yeah see a lot of people say like what i do you know if you're afraid stay at home 
right? I heard a lot of people say it during COVID. Right. If you're afraid, stay at home. I'm going to sure. go out and live my life. Right. Unfortunately, the thing about COVID is you live your life and you can have an impact on me, right? It's not a thing where you do – it's like libertarians have a hard time with COVID because for them, everything's internalized or individualized. I do what I want to do and it doesn't hurt anybody else. With public health, it's the exact opposite of that. Whatever you do can hurt other people, and oftentimes invisibly and without you even knowing that you caused someone to get sick from COVID and maybe died from COVID. That's the issue with public health, and the courts have consistently said that things like childhood vaccines, if let's say you don't have um, the polio vaccine or the measles vaccine, and there was an outbreak of measles at your school, the school can make you or your kid be out of school for a month or two months. And that's legally allowable because public health override mm-hmm. or individual liberty in that case. Now, I don't know if the courts are going to go to that level in th- this c- the case of COVID, but it's definitely the courts are more on the side of public health than they are individual liberties when that public health poses sure. a serious risk to your health. Right. Ryan P. Burge is with us, assistant professor of political science at Eastern Illinois University. You can watch the show if you'd like right now on Facebook. We're streaming live 101.5 Word FM or the ride home with John and Kathy. All right, Ryan. So one of the questions that I that I keep coming up against, because I have a lot of people in my circle who are, you know, vaccine hesitant. Um, and what I keep coming back to is like we know how bad smallpox was, right? And like, we're glad that we don't have to do that anymore, right? We don't have to be afraid of polio. Like, we, I, I guess I don't understand people taking this perspective, knowing our history. Yeah, the thing is, a lot of them don't know the history, though. You know, for instance, I grew up at a time when smallpox wasn't an issue. Like, I don't know anyone right. who's ever gotten smallpox. I don't either. But we have books. I mean, we read Charles Dickens, right? right. Yeah, but the problem is a lot of people, my, and my, even my kids are this way. I can tell them not to do something, but they don't learn until they do it and get hurt. Right. Unfortunately, with public health, by the time you get hurt, we all get hurt. Right. So it's not just you breaking your leg. It's all of us catching smallpox or the measles. That's obviously worse. But I think what we have in America today is anti-opposition. Like it's being anti-authority no matter what. So what if you tell me to do something, I'm going to do the opposite of what you tell me to do. And I'm really I'm really interested in this Trump phenomenon, by the way, because he got the vaccine in secret before he left the White House. And that was actually didn't come out publicly until a month after the inauguration. It leaked through a report by a newspaper. And then he was asked about it subsequently. What do you think about the vaccine? He said, well, I, you know, I think it's a good vaccine. I endorse it, but I also believe in, in personal liberty. I think it's so interesting that he had to be prompted to you know, be, told, be asked the question. He didn't volunteer that. So if he thinks it's good and he got it, which means he has to think it's good and efficacious, then why would he not want his followers to also get something that he sees as good. Right. There's this big disconnect between the people don't want this, but I think it's good, but I can't tell them to get this because it's going to turn them against me. I think in some ways there's no one that speaks for this, this group we're talking about, this hesitant group that really can lead them in any meaningful way. And that is honestly terrifying. Yeah, that is terrifying. So I wonder, I mean, is this can't be the only time that politics has been sort of overriding, you know, wisdom and public sentiment and public health, right? I mean, driven by politics. So people are just going to fold on this for the common good, for the flourishing of all of us. It's, I mean, this is the only time? No. So when the polio vaccine came out, I mean, vaccines were very new when the polio vaccine came out. So even the idea of getting a vaccination was a, a big lift for the public health community. And if you read the history books about what really turned the tide on that, it was Elvis getting the polio vaccine on television. Really? He was, really? 
Yeah, he really turned the tide for a lot of people going, I don't want to get it too well if Elvis gets, especially young, young people who are the most impacted by polio. If he'll get it, I'll get it. And that's why I'm actually advocating for pastors, get the vaccine as soon as you're eligible and then tell your congregation, I got the vaccine, right? Mm-hmm. Trust you more than they trust anybody else. So I think pastors need to take the lead on things like yeah. this. All right, good. So the pastor's standing up there. He looks healthy. No problem at all. That's a good advertisement for the efficiency of the vaccine. Absolutely. Yeah, Ryan Burrs. His latest book is called The Nuns, Where They Came From, Who They Are, Where They Are Going. The Nuns, N-O-N-E-S. I don't know, Ryan. I mean, it it just seems like common sense. But, you know, I I guess you can understand where people are coming from, especially in this, you know, topsy-turvy, crazy media world we're living in right now. Doesn't make any sense for, for a lot of people. No, and the problem is the more we try to push these people to get the vaccine, we actually might have a backfire effect and push them away. So we have to be very careful about the strategies we use to get them, you know, less vaccine hesitant because we don't want the opposite to happen and be in a bigger hole than we're in right now. That's good. Right. And we also, I think it, it's important as we end to say that we, we have to acknowledge that our government doesn't have a spotless record when it comes to public health. I mean, you can talk about the Tuskegee syphilis experiments. I mean, it, in 10 seconds, we could explain how, you know, we have blood on our hands. Well, it's easy um, to mistrust the government. Yeah, right? it is easy to mistrust the government because the government is a gigantic bureaucratic entity who can't possibly have your personal best interest at heart. Right. Um, so I, can so we I, talk for a second about how amazing what the government's done the last 12 months is on the mm, vaccine creation yeah, yeah, and then delivery? Like right. Operation Warp Speed? Every target by a yep. long shot. We have more yep. supply than demand, and it is still March of 20 and 21. This thing started less than 13 months ago. It took four and a half years to develop the mumps vaccine. We're going to do this whole thing in 12 months. I mean, this is a medical right. and logistical and governmental miracle. I think it's easy to bag on the government because they've done terrible things, and they have, like Kathy points out with Tuskegee, but this is a clear example. We need to say the government and private industry work together yes. to do the job better than anyone else could have ever done. And that happened with people from different parties about that i mean for all for all the people listening who are trump haters and i totally get that i've been critical of the man myself you have to give him props for what we're experiencing right now and you have to also give president biden props for saying okay so we're gonna we're gonna keep this engine going i mean if only we would just have an open mind and not look at everything through a partisan lens we might be able to be kinder and gentler to people (laughs) and then end up with more effectiveness at the end yeah, the enemy's COVID. It's not Republicans or Democrats. It's COVID. That's and if we all would, I wish we would have focused better on that enemy in the last twelve months, as opposed to masking and distancing yeah. each other. We're, yeah. We don't want to, people to die. Like that's the enemy. Letting people die is a failure from all of us. If we focus on a common enemy that we can all agree on, I think we're a lot better as a country. And COVID is an excellent villain, by the way, an ideal villain. Fabulous. Ryan Burge, as he says, he makes graphs about religion. He's also uh, looking at statistics and a lot of things. That is big time nerd. Big. That's all I do. That's my job. His latest book is called The Nuns, N-O-N-E-S, The Nuns, where they came from, who they are, where they are going. Ryan Burge. Thanks, Ryan. Good stuff. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. 
It's easy and profitable to be kind to others when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Each day for 30 days, we'll post a new act of kindness you can do for others. On May 3rd, you could win $12,000 towards a new vehicle for you and another $12,000 for a hometown hero. See terms and conditions for complete details. You can make a difference in others' lives when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Share your kindness with others. Enter today at wordfm.com. For cancer patients, being a survivor doesn't begin at remission. It begins at diagnosis. Word FM presents Survivor Stories, stories of hope, of faith, and courage in the words of patients and caregivers who are living through cancer together. Share your story at wordfm.com. Survivor Stories, sponsored in part by Young Adult Survivors United and Gaskian Associates. Details at wordfm.com. Hard to believe, but soon graduation season will be upon us. And for the graduates at Grove City College, holding that degree in their hands, it means something different. It means something different from a four-year traditional secular college because Grove City College is so biblically based. The tools that are necessary to navigate through four years at Grove City College, totally different than a traditional college. Do yourself a favor. There is truth, there is strength, there is great growth from a Christ-centered worldview, and you only get that at Grove City College here locally. Kath? One of the things that I've thought of a lot since my kids started at Grove City is the fact that I I think they hear more of um, differences of opinion there than they would at a public school. And I know that that sounds surprising to people. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I feel like the professors there are really eager to hear from students who have different points of view about things. Mm -hmm. And um, discussions can happen in the classroom there where, you know, different points of view are not just respected, but they're actually invited. And, you know, in a lot of public schools now, that's just not the case. And so looking back on Grove City, it's one of the things I've been most thankful for. It's a really well-rounded education. It's a complex world. Start out right with a degree from Grove City, gcc.edu. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com. In the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. We'll see clear skies for tonight with a low of 35. Partly sunny tomorrow. It'll be breezy and mild. Tomorrow's high, 71. Tomorrow night will be mild with increasing cloudiness. We'll see a late night shower in spots. Tomorrow night, expect a low of 51. Wednesday will be cloudy with a little rain. Wednesday, we'll see a high of 55. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. makes sense does what make sense creamed corn oh coming oh. up easter on sunday you need some accoutrement yeah. you know to go with your main dish whether it's ham or lamb or kielbasa whatever you do yeah and so the question mark reasserts itself cream corn i like corn on the cob mm-hmm. i'll i like can of corn i like frozen corn cream corn to me is the most vile thing known to man. If I if, if I had the misfortune of going to someone's poor house to yeah. have dinner and they serve cream corn, eat, eat. 
that would really test my social capital because really? I don't want to be rude, but man, mm. that stuff's rough. Mm. You like cream corn? I say no. It does not make no sense at all. What's in cream corn? Is it like cream? I mean, is it is it like half and half? I mean, heavy cream? That's, ooh, that's rough. My wife makes something called skillet corn, which I love. It's not like cream corn. That cream corn in a can? Man, that's rough. No, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. Love it so much. Oh, I do. I know I shouldn't. I know. I'm sure it's terrible for you. I'm sure it's filled with fat. And look, I love it. Really? Is that like an Easter thing for you? I I don't serve it because nobody likes it. Really? A good sense. Okay. But I'm telling you, if I was marooned on a deserted island, I think I would wish that there was cream corn there. Really? There you are in the Suez Canal. I do, yeah, I'm on nothing. the Ever Given. And I'm like, like please, someone tell okay. me one of these containers has cream corn in it. I just, it's so delicious. You put a little salt on it. It's like it has everything. That doesn't make any sense. Okay, I had to go. I ran into the, uh, the local sheets here over the weekend with my son. And uh, we grabbed a little something to drink. At the checkout line was a, a young hipster who had um, an ear stretching thing, but the stretching thing was gone. So it was just like this saggy little earlobe thing. Does that make any sense? People that do those ear stretching things, what is up with that? I mean, that hole, like, first of all, you get the thing and then you take it out like it needs a rest or something. What is that? Like ring toss? I'm gonna throw like a little something through there. Is that a carnival game? Is that fashion? Is that beautiful? Does that make sense at all? Is there some beauty there that I'm missing somehow? No. I think so. It's really the worst. the worst. I can't figure out who thought that up and thought that was a good idea. Yeah. They said to me, hey, you want some cream corn? Or you want to stretch your earlobe thing? I'm doing the cream corn. Wow. That tells okay. you. Boy, you feel really strongly about the Stretch your earlobe yeah. thing. God bless okay. people who do that. They think that's fashionable. That doesn't make any sense to me. 101.5 WORD. On the next Adventures in Odyssey, new twists emerge in Eugene's search for his father. Though he never doubts that prayer matters, Eugene is determined to act on any lead. A forgotten relative, a spy agency in Chicago, and a tragic accident are all part of the deepening plot. On the next Adventures in Odyssey, tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. Right now, there are more starving people on Earth than ever before. Drought, hurricanes, a global pandemic, all have led to millions of people who were once hungry, now living on the edge of starvation. People on the brink of starvation going from 135 million to 270 million people around. So where is the hope? The hope comes through you. You bring hope in the midst of hopelessness. Today, you can make sure a child has the life-saving food she needs to thrive during these difficult times. Through Food for the Poor, $37 gives six months of life-saving food. So how many children can you rescue? Dial pound 250 and say, I want to give. On your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, I want to give. When you give food, you give hope and life. Dial pound 250 and say, I want to give. It only takes a moment to rescue a child. On your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, I want to give. Or click the Food for the Poor banner at wordfm.com. My name is Namrita Singh Gujral. I am a filmmaker and an immigrant. 
My film, America's Forgotten, uncovers the unintended consequences of a broken immigration system. The seven-year-old girl died in the desert. This child came from the country of India. I'm living in the child. I can't go to the police. I never expected this journey would lead me to a truth that I never intended to find. A great pillar of the community was killed by a man who had been deported at least twice. The public would be outraged if they knew the truth. I found how much Americans are being lied to regarding our immigration policies at the border. My friends, my industry, even my family all rallied against the final message of this film. All credits had to be hidden for fear of retribution. If you care about the future of America, you should watch America's Forgotten. For additional savings, enter promo code Pittsburgh at checkout at SalemNow.com. At Eden Christian Academy, hope is rising. Hope that is secure in God, that builds faith, and inspires a love that can't be stopped. Eden is where parents find hope in a true educational partner, where students see faith woven into every subject, and where teachers model the love of Christ to every child from pre-K through 12th grade. Schedule a personal tour at any of their three North Hills campuses and witness the hope, faith, and love that Eden can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. yesterday at church. Don't you love Palm Sunday? Yeah. It's really just so beautiful. Yeah, it's a celebration. And especially, you know, you're just getting back to church. You haven't been to church for a while. Man, it's just really good to see everybody and to be surrounded by people and a celebration, the triumphant entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. And uh, so then after Jesus is in Jerusalem, he gets to work right away, right? I mean, he goes into that temple. He starts clearing house. And boy, that does not sit well with people. It sets things in motion, right? The chain is moving forward quickly for Holy Week. Michelle Van Loon is with us and uh, talking about Monday of Holy Week, about Jesus clearing the temple. And what does that look like? We, we tend to focus on the anger. Michelle, uh, we'll talk about the, the, the wonderful work that you do as an author. But boy, Monday of Holy Week, that's a big day, isn't it? It is. There There are no palms. There there is no drama that kind of leads us into Good Friday or the silence of Holy Saturday or the celebration of Resurrection Sunday. But this is what some playwrights or, or fiction authors would call um, an inciting event. The thing that happens on that Monday where Jesus goes into the temple and... Um, gently, peacefully, or not, escorts uh, the money changers and vendors off the premises and drives them out is, um, it's a really important hinge point in the whole story. Okay. So talk about the significant, and maybe you've already answered this question, Michelle, but the significance of it happening during Holy Week. Well, this was between Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead and then the accumulation of all the other stuff that he did that um, alarmed the um, religious authorities around him and kind of put him on a um, no-fly list, if you will, where Mm -hmm. everyone was watching him. Um, when he went into the temple and disrupted um, 
the flow of commerce, people that all the pilgrims that had come into Jerusalem to prepare for um, celebrating the feast together as they were commanded to do in Leviticus, Leviticus 23, everyone was there. And um, that whole money changing operation was kind of developed so that people could buy and sell and trade um, material so that they could participate in temple worship. But, um, you know, it kind of got carried away. It was in the wrong place. And people were profiting off of this. And the people who most needed to be welcomed into the temple were being pushed out because of this practice. Right. And Michelle, that's why people, I mean, people love, I mean, a lot of people, Christians see Jesus, you know, in the temple and they go, oh, that's my Jesus, man. I mean, he is righteous yeah. and he is angry. He is flipping tables, man. I mean, he is not to be messed with, but you see yeah. that. I mean, you also see another side of this where you talk mm-hmm. about, you know, seeing the sorrow of Jesus. That's a whole other side of the anger, isn't it? Well, it's interesting that this, account is recorded in all four of the Gospels. Now, the one in the Gospel of John may have taken place in another time just based on the position of where it is in the text, but other the other three Gospels all place this most certainly in those last days before Jesus's arrest and crucifixion and resurrection. In none of them is the word anger ever used. Now, it's easy to infer anger because we don't have blissed out, calm and peaceful, friendly Jesus walking peacefully through the temple courts, showing people the door. We have a whip and we have um, the action of, of drama and some violence. You know, this isn't this isn't calm Jesus. This is Terminator Jesus. You know, like that's that would be the picture. This is blowtorch Jesus. We like to think we love that idea of him getting angry, but this action, I believe, was rooted in his deep compassion. Um, I and if you look at the account that's in Matthew twenty-one. This is the only one that carries that this detail, but the detail is so cool, which is he he chases out all of the merchants and vendors. He says this, he quotes the scripture from the Old Testament, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you're making it a den of robbers. And then the very next verse after that says, the blind and the lame mm. came to him in the temple, and he cured them. And then there's reference about um, out of the mouths of infants and nursing babes, you've prepared praise for yourself, referencing, again, the purpose of the temple as a place of, of welcome and connection with God and praise. It's symbolized and created space for that in the lives of the people who were who were flooding into Jerusalem. That was what it was meant to be. So it's interesting that it was, we kind of capture the idea of 
all of this, you know, tables being overturned and yelling. And I am sure that that is absolutely the chaotic kind of scene that we we can imagine. But not everybody felt like they needed to leave. It's interesting who came in in right. that very space. Okay, so that's interesting. I, I had not thought of that. And I have to say, I, I believe I've read this account uh, many, many times in my life, and I did not understand or notice that the uh, verse 14, the blind and the lame came to him at the temple and he healed them was in Matthew and not in the others. That's really interesting. So if he's, if he's Terminator Jesus, like you say, that's not, that's not going to be a safe space for blind and lame people to come into. That's exactly right. And so I think sometimes we understand anger as, you know, throwing plates and screaming and all the rest because something is wrong. And that like God wired anger into us to to connect us to his desire for justice. Um, But it's also connected to compassion. And in particularly in this Matthew moment, we see how what compassion looks like in a setting that most of us just associate with anger. It's this is following um, the the drama of his entry into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, and it's followed by all the other events of Holy Week. But um, that this moment of turning over the tam- t- tables and clearing the temple also speaks a lot to um, what made religious authorities mad cut income stream, it upsets, you know, kind of the way that they'd arranged things to run. Um, and here was this, here was this Jesus that was coming in. How dare he do that? And, um, but there were people that saw clearly exactly what his actions were about. And that's, that's good news for us. That is good news. Yeah. I mean, Michelle, what I, I appreciate about this is, you know, when people are angry, and of course, when you see outbursts of angry, you don't generally see the after effects of the outburst of anger, right? I mean, the anger comes from somewhere and goes somewhere. And, uh, you know, as it explodes, there's also a, you know, like you're saying, there's also sorrow. There's also mm-hmm. this... You know, there's there's all these different colors and tones. It's not just one thing. So Jesus was absorbing all these things. You know, the outrage that the temple was turned into a market, and it turned into something else. You know, where he wanted the holiness, he wanted the sacredness, the recognition of what goes on here is something that's not of this world. You know, so I, I see that emotion. It swirls around in all sorts of different tones and colors, which I think is important to recognize. That's exactly right. So I think underneath the the way that we describe his anger, certainly uh, that that's what it looked like, but it didn't look like that to everybody. For some people, mm-hmm. it looked like welcome, and it looked like there was finally a place of, of safety and healing and welcome. Yeah. And so it, it's so interesting. This is how we go into Holy Week. 
he's saying the same thing to us. I One author who is writing about Jesus' anger, her name is Sarah Sumner, really sharp woman. She she wrote this quote, and I, I, I've got it here to share a couple of sentences. I, as I see it, Jesus must have been like a she-bear that scares everyone but her cubs. Almost instantly, it seems, Jesus got the wrong people out of the temple and the right people in. Oh, that's really so good. I, I was like, boom, mic drop. Yes, that's exactly, <laughs> exactly right. And it's a very cool thought in this, in this era where there's a lot of us that are walking around with big broken hearts because pastors fall and leaders fall and there's abuse and all kinds of, of chaos and money, money changing of all different kinds going on in a place to keep out the people who most need to be welcomed in um, before Jesus. And this is the Jesus who Mm -hmm. is at work. Um, You know, it it isn't always easy to see the exposure and the upheaval that's going on in the church right now. But if you can kind of hold on to the to the truth that the Jesus who made a whip and who turned over tables did it to make space for those who are hurting, who are, who are in need of somebody to say, come on in. Um, Mm -hmm. This is, this is the most wonderful kind of moment to be able to step into Holy Week with. Fabulous. Michelle, thanks an awful lot. I really, really appreciate this perspective. It's not something that I fully considered before. So really uh, glad that you were able to bring that to fuller life. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, you guys, for having me and have a really meaningful week this week and a day of celebration Sunday. Look forward to it. It's the best week of the year. Michelle Van Loon. She's the author of several books, which we love. Her latest is called Becoming Sage. Cultivating Meaning, Purpose, and Spirituality in Midlife. Michelle Van Loon. Look for her online and her wonderful works. If you're a Word FM listener, one thing I'm certain of is that you're not tuning in to listen to me. So I'm sorry about the next 45 seconds. But we have specifically chose this station because we think we're similar and we'd love for you to see three reasons why our mortgage team might be a good fit for you or someone you care about. One, we've got a direct lender advantage. Our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender. There's no middleman, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, an advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. Two. We pay Word FM listener appraisal fees up to $500. And that's upfront money that you don't have to pay back if by some chance you end up not closing. It's important to us to show our commitment to this station. And finally, our faith is a big deal to us, and we're open about that. If we seem like a fit for you, we'd love to talk. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Maybe you've heard about MediShare and you know what it is. It's the affordable alternative to health insurance. But you've wondered, can I really save a significant amount of money on my monthly health care bills? And the answer is an emphatic, yes, you can. You can save a lot of money. Whether it's just for you or for an entire family, MediShare has an option for you. In fact, 
The typical family saves $500 a month switching to MediShare. And it really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. You get free telehealth services. You get a huge network of doctors. You get great customer support. And you get the sense of security that comes from being a part of 400,000 people who share not just each other's medical bills, but purpose, too. MediShare is a community of Christians who pull together and pray for each other, which is very refreshing right now. If you want more info, it's so simple. You can get a price within two minutes. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Why a classical Christian education? Because kids learn differently at different ages. Through grammar, we grasp the building blocks of knowledge. Logic teaches how those building blocks relate. Then rhetoric helps us communicate what we know. For over 50 years, Trinity Christian School has intentionally applied this classical approach to education with great success. It's just one reason why they're consistently ranked among the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County. Trinity Christian School at trinitychristian.net. Century 3 Chevrolet knows price sells cars. Right now, get into a new Trax LS with zero down and pay just $139 a month. That's zero down, $139 a month for a new Trax LS at Century 3 Chevrolet. Buy new roads. CenturyThreeChevrolet.com. You could win $12,000 towards a new vehicle for you and another $12,000 for a hometown hero when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Go to wordfm.com to enter the Kindness Challenge today. That's wordfm.com. For many Americans, getting the coronavirus vaccine a reward unto itself, but for many people, they're finding out that corporate America is also giving them a little prize. Uh, Krispy Kreme Donut announced it is officially offering a free daily donut through the end of 2021 to those who are showing their COVID-19 vaccination Free donut, okay. Free donut every day. In Israel, municipalities have given out free drinks, pizza, uh, a beef stew, if you show your card. Uh, It looks like this is going to be a big deal, right? Um, As an encouragement, as an enticement for people to show that. Listen, this is fine, but what about that vaccine card is like, you know, um, some sort of national kind of litmus test thing, which I don't, I don't, yeah, that's like. not right. No, I don't like that idea either. But what if it makes sense that it would allow you to travel? Yeah. But all of a sudden it's like, show me your papers. Show well, me you your, have to show your papers whenever you travel anyway. What papers do I have to show when I'm traveling? Your passport. If I'm crossing the border, but you know, what if I'm going from state to state, I get to show my no. papers from state to state. No, I don't think so. But I'm saying travel internationally. Okay. Yeah. I get no problem with that. I mean, I would like if I could go to Europe, which I wouldn't want to now because of what's going on COVID wise, but, right. you know, say I want to, okay, what's it, say I want to go to uh, the Bahamas, the Bahamas. Great idea. Thank you, John. Then what if I could just, you know, I would be allowed to go if I showed that I was vaccinated, which I'm not but right. <laughs> someday soon. I hope to be. Yeah. Well, I guess in the, in the interim, you know, you just go to Krispy Kreme and try to get yourself a free donut, right? You know, I've never had a Krispy Kreme donut. Oh my goodness gracious. Never have. They are delicious. They truly are, they are really? melt in your mouth. Really? They are, yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe about that. Like 15,000 calories per donut. Just right. some ballpark guess, I guess. Yeah. Hey, it's Gussie's birthday. Oh, John's Gus. favorite dog turns 15 today. The dog we all know and love. John is going to put up a picture of him on the stream right now so you can see his glorious form. Gussie, Gussie, Gussie. Happy, Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Gus. 15. 15-year-old baby. Love you. Stick around for as long as you can, please. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.